Hi everyone, it's Roger and James here from the What's On Disney Plus podcast. In this week's podcast, we're going to be talking all about the star launch on Disney Plus internationally. We're going to be talking about the summer lineup that was announced for Disney Plus. We'll be taking our thoughts on the new Luca trailer and giving our thoughts on the latest WandaVision episode and much more. So before we do that, a little quick bit of housekeeping. If you haven't already done show, make sure you go check us out over at whatsondisneyplus.com. You can like, follow, and subscribe on like Twitter and Facebook. You can join our Facebook group with over 160,000 members. And you can find us on all the different audio platforms, iTunes, Spotify, etc. I um, just want to do a big um, shout out and a um, big thank you to all of our supporters on Patreon and YouTube channel members. It really makes a massive difference. Um, especially with everything that goes on right now. So it's big support. So first off, huge thank you to Sarah for being a Platinum member. Um, really do um, appreciate all of your support, along with all of our other um, members. So quick shout-outs too. I'm on Patreon. Andrew, Jacob, Caleb, Red Mouseman, Andrew, Chris, Cody, Darren, The Juice. We've also got Lester, Lauren, James, and what's on Netflix. So thank you for all of your support. Well, over on YouTube, big thank you to Bad Dog Gamer, Joshua, Amit, Yusuf, Ben, Adam, Chosie, Tom, Dawn, Martin, Jeremy, and Sarah for all of your support as well. And um, quick note as well, I've been starting doing um, live Q&As on Sunday evenings, my time. Um, so something I'm going to be continuing to do. We'll have another one tomorrow. I'm going to be probably guessing it's very much a, a star launch one. I think tomorrow I have a lot of the questions about that. So let's jump into it. So obviously star launched this past week in 17 different countries, including the UK, Canada, Australia, and New Zealand, etc. And well, let's just say it, it, it definitely changed Disney Plus overnight. Um, so on Monday night, we started getting... Uh, new contents under drip feed onto the platform a little bit earlier than planned. So what this is, is if you're unaware, it's now a sixth brand within Disney Plus. So where you've got Disney, Pixar, Marvel, National Geographic, and Star Wars, and you've now got Star. When you go into there, you have now got content from 20th Century Studios. We've got ABC, Freeform, FX, Searchlight Pictures. They've also moved some of the, the stuff that was in the Disney brand over to that one there, like Once Upon a Time, The Simpsons, also showing up now in the star brand, Rio, things that were made by 20th Century. And this means that we've got content like Deadpool, we've got Family Guy, we've got The Strain, we've got all kinds of shows. There's about 300 new things added in the UK, about four or 500 in Canada and Australia. We've also now got new weekly uh, new episodes of Disney of Star Originals, which are only available on Star in certain countries. And just as a whole, it completely changed just Disney Plus. And the feedback online um, to this launch has been pretty impressive. The, you know, with so much excitement about it, there was a lot of expectations and stuff of what was going on with it. But also, more importantly, it just kind of um, set up the idea of. Disney Plus not being just for kids anymore. Um, just, um, I don't know, did you see any of the, anything online yourself about this, the launch of Star? Actually, not all that much, but I'm also not on social media, no. so I don't, don't get to, to see that. Um, I do have some international friends yeah. with, uh, with Disney Plus, but there weren't any yeah. comments about it. Well, one thing that kind of pulled up, um, and why it kind of, it did gain a lot of attraction because on social media and also on YouTube, they did put up a new parental controls video featuring Stewie Griffin from 
uh, Family Guy, and then just a generic one. Because at the same time, new parental controls launched um, globally. So even in the US, um, I'm sure when you logged in, you then got uh, prompted, what settings do you want to set up for your profiles? And in America, it went up to TV 14, whereas for us over here, it went up to 18. And um, what this did is Disney kind of had to kind of explain why this was there for people. Because um, obviously some parents, you know, they're not aware of what was going on. And the idea was, well, everything in Disney's fine. They've added a lot more control, a little bit, which I think actually allows them to maybe start doing a little bit more on Disney Plus. Kind of gives them a little bit more freedom now in the US to start um, exploring maybe the TV 14 area a little bit more because they can use this parental controls to do that. Um, but the main reason was was for the launch of Star because they couldn't launch it with you know Deadpool and you know Aliens and Predator on Disney Plus without having um, some more parental control. So there was that. Other quick issue I just want to bring up, just in case you are, um, if you try, <laughs> there's a lot of people that a have a, they either share an account with somebody in the US or they are over here working or and suddenly they found that they they couldn't access the 18 and 16 year old content because they were getting prompted with the tv 14 thing and also some people were you know like logging in for a vpn and going well why can't the us accounts are kind of locked into the highest they can go is like 14 so even if you're in it now comes up with like a traveling message and so we had a lot of people kind of and some of it is just you know you know maybe a boyfriend and girlfriend they split they split their thing between the two of them so it's something you know completely normal completely doable but there were some issues with the us accounts not allowing you to go into that 18 section um because they're like disabled by default but um yeah that was the one thing with the parental controls um moving on from there we also had just it was really weird i tell you what looking at disney plus on tuesday morning and seeing you know you've got like Mickey Mouse and then you've got, you know, alien next to it. And then you've got predator. And then, and there was like some Nazi documentaries from national geographic thrown in there and family. It just looked really weird. I'm not going to lie. It just looked weird when we saw it all. And, and it's taken a bit of time to get it. And of course, what's happening is on the social, on like our Facebook group, a load of people logging in going, look at all this stuff. And then America's going, well, what's that? Where's this? Why can't I have it? Where I, where I can't find it? It's like, yeah, in America, you're not getting it because you've got Hulu. But it's really just kind of, I would almost say throwing the cat amongst the pigeons amongst people kind of going, hold on, what's going on over there? Because <laughs> it's, a, it's a big change over to having Star involved with Disney+. Plus. Yeah, and I think most Americans weren't aware that it was no. coming at all. Uh, because why would they? It's not no. getting advertised here yeah. as it shouldn't be, uh, unless you're following something yeah. like this podcast or, or uh, podcasts like ours, or mm. I don't know, the, the is there a Disney Plus subreddit maybe? Uh, yeah. Something like that. You wouldn't have heard about it because yeah. there's no reason for them to advertise no. to Americans. But now we are in an international world and uh, it, I'm sure it's very startling to hop onto Twitter and people are like, oh yeah, I watched Aliens last night on Disney Plus. I'm like, where... What? Where'd you find that? Is that in yeah, and there's also geographics? The, yeah, there's also the other thing as well of like some people like being very like, no, no, it's family friendly. Not anymore. It's not. It's like it's that's long gone. I mean, and, I mean, we've been having loads of loads. They've done a really heavy, heavy promotional push to kind of get it launched. There's a lot of regional differences. We're kind of in that zone of, I would say, up till like last week, 
pretty much like the UK and Australia and Canada were kind of on par. There was very little difference. There was a few titles here and there. But now we're talking, there are some massive differences because of existing contracts that are in place that um, have to expire. By the end of the year, there'll be a lot of the stuff leaving Amazon, a lot of the stuff leaving the BBC. Um, there's all kinds of shows that you're kind of having to look at on different... I mean, literally last night I found out Disney Plus in Australia and New Zealand are getting brand new episodes of the 17th season of Grey's Anatomy every Friday as exclusive to this platform, you know, and it's like, that's a big, you know, that's a big show. That's the, one of the biggest shows on Netflix is Grey's Anatomy. And now that's now a Disney Plus show exclusive in Australia and New Zealand. I mean, things like that, which I think we're going to see more and more of as uh, Disney Plus just continues to grow. So as I said, we are, you know, we've been co covering it for, for months since they announced it, but it's just, it's amazing the difference it's made in the terms of content that's, that's available to us all. Yep, and and people will continue to to question why there is this uh, older, more mature content. But fact of the matter is, it's where it was going, uh, yeah. and it'll it'll make its way to the states at some point too. But yeah, uh, let's let's not throw out um, all the non-mature content that's coming in from the deal as well. It's not necessarily something you think of as Disney content, but you're like, yeah, yeah, I'd have no problem having a kid watch this or. Maybe yeah, um, so I, I'm going to, what I do is, is uh, just for the uh, people watching at home, so I'm just going to bring up um, the screen here, because I just want to show off a few things um, while we're in here. Um, I about Family Guy. Yes, yeah, this is the thing, is I wanted to show off, um, so, I mean, I'll be honest, I have been watching tons of Family Guy this past week. It's been on in the, the first thing I did watch was Family Guy, then I watched Deadpool 2, so it's kind of quite fun. So you can see here how Disney Plus suddenly drastically changes in terms of how things look, because you have Black Panther followed by Die Hard with a Vengeance. <laughs> you know, and there's obviously some big differences internationally. But what I wanted to show off here was the trending tab, because I want to show you the difference it has made to Disney Plus in the UK. So we have One Division at number one. Number two, we have Family Guy, and I don't think this one's going to be staying around a while. Flora and Ulysses at number three. Solar Opposites, which is a star original um, internationally. So that one's been really popular. Deadpool 2. American Dad, Futurama, Scrubs, The Simpsons. Now, I've never seen The Simpsons so low on the list. Then we have The Muppet Show, Big Sky, Ugly Betty, The Devil Wears Prada, Independence Day Resurgence. I don't know what that one, maybe people go, I've not seen that before. Uh, no, that people, existed. <laughs> yeah, I think most people just forgot it existed and got suckered into watching it. I've, Save yourselves, I, guys. Yeah, stick stick yeah. with the original. Yeah. And then we got 24, Grey's Anatomy, Independence oh, Day. Yeah. Myth, A Frozen Tale, Ice Age Collision Course, which were added in the UK this past week, Modern Family, 911, The X-Files, The Other Woman, Lost, and Kingsman, The Secret Service. Now that's suddenly, you've got to, that is a very different trending tab. There's no Mickey Mouse Clubhouse. There's no Puppy Dog Pose. There's no, there's no Moana. You know, all of the staples of the trending have completely been removed. And that's the big difference. It is. And some of those we can expect will continue to trend um, for several weeks. Yeah. I expect Family Guy at the very least will, yeah. will hold the spot that the Simpsons uh, typically mm. held. But a lot of them are also going to drop off because uh, you know the, there's yeah. the novelty value of being able to yeah. see these and they'll get... They'll get overturned by other stuff, but will we get Mickey Mouse Clubhouse back on there or something like that? Probably at some point. Yeah. Um, 
I think this is really just a whole bunch of adults uh, rushing in to enjoy stuff that they couldn't <laughs> enjoy before this or, yeah. or that was on one of the other uh, platforms yeah. before now. And we'll, we'll see it turn back into uh, a mix of content for adults, content for kids. I think we are going to see a big... Sh- I think there will be certain ones that will like... I think some of the binge shows will definitely grab some more attention long-term. You know, I think, you know, when you've got 300, 400 episodes of a show, people will start binging it. I think things like Soul Opposites and Family Guy will... I think the, the... I do find myself even... It's like Family Guy, you can kind of put it on in the background. It's something that you can put on and just like... And it, and I mean, it just... I was just rolling through the episodes because of how it was working. Whereas maybe something like Grey's Anatomy, you know, but there again, there's like 300 plus episodes of that show as well. So that keeps adding to the binge, but very different. It's suddenly, it's, it's, there's a lot of, there's a lot, there was a few people going, oh, it's just a load of old stuff. It's like, yeah, it's old stuff now, but you watch how this would change over the next year with the contracts running out as more and more. It did make me laugh. My wife did say to me, well, they just nicked everything from Netflix and Sky. And I went, they didn't nick it. It's theirs. <laughs> we'll be seeing a bit more of that too, not just from Disney, but from Paramount and, and uh, NBC as well for their yeah. individual platforms. It's interesting though, people have been like, oh yeah, it's, it's just old stuff. But you, know, you see the office get pulled from Netflix yeah. and people just going nuts over the fact mm. that they, they can't watch the office on there, even though it's been out for a while or Parks and Rec's changing or... Yeah any of these uh, as much as we we may want to push for new content there is something to be said for the staying power of the simpsons of family guy yeah. parks and rec the office seinfeld uh friends all of these yeah. shows uh people just love binging them over and over again they'll finish the final episode and they'll start the next the, the first episode the next day yeah i think that's gonna be a big thing i like i think what's gonna be interesting from the from point of view with the addition of star is the data that Disney are now going to be collecting, the data that they'll be getting from viewing habits, seeing how it all works, seeing what we're watching, seeing um, what adults are getting, seeing if the churn rate drops, has it increased the, because um, that's the big thing, I think, not necessarily necessarily with getting new people in, but it will get pull people in that maybe weren't going to get Disney Plus, but I think it's more about keeping Disney Plus and keeping adults engaged with Disney Plus um, you know, the parents, you know, they talked about it being me time. You know, you can suddenly see now, like you said, the, the kids have got access to it right through the day. And then suddenly then, if you're using it yourself, you're much more likely to go, actually, yeah, we'll keep that around. And then you're going to have all the teenagers and stuff going, oh, yeah, there's loads of great shows on here to watch. Um, so that I want to, yeah. So I think that we're going to see a shift away from trying to draw in new, new users. This is basically the same thing you're saying. Mm-hmm. Um, I think that they're going to try and draw in new users through more promotional deals. Like we've mm-hmm. seen, uh, you buy a, uh, or you lease an AT&T phone and you get a year yeah. of Disney Plus. And then the focus becomes making sure that you keep Disney Plus yeah. at the 12 year mark or the Mandalorian season three finishes. A lot of people drop off until the next major thing, but oh, now the next major thing is actually the week after. So. Mm-hmm. That, that's well, the kind yeah. of focus we're going to see. I mean, as far as like, so we got we got four star originals at the beginning. We got Hellstrom, uh, Soul Opposites, Big Sky, but that one's not in Canada due to a deal. And then we also got um, Love Victor. Did I say Love, Love Victor? 
Big Sky, Soul Opposites and Hellstrom. Then next month we're getting Dollface. That starts next week in the UK. I did watch the first episode. I'm going to be honest, I really hated it. I didn't like it one little that's, bit. That's the one with Kat Denning, right? Um, yeah. Um, it was all about um, a girl that gets dumped and then she has to crawl back to her friends who she hasn't spoke to in years because she doesn't. she's kind of stepped up. Um, it was a bit surreal. I didn't like it. My wife didn't like it. And so we won't be watching any more episodes. It was a one out and it's like, okay, that's kind of in some way of like, okay, that's fine. We, you know, we tried it. We've got another one starting next um, two weeks afterwards. And there's a love in Corona short story thing happening. But they also announced this week that um, Grownish is going to be coming to um, Disney plus in April in the UK. It's going to be starting up in uh, Canada. So that will be exclusive dropping each week. Uh, we're also going to be getting the uh, Aretha Franklin Genius Show. We'll be dropping as a star original in uh, June. And there's also going to be Rebel, which is a new ABC series. I think we're going to start seeing this a lot more with the newer shows, where it's a, they haven't got all the deals in place. But, you know, there are going to be stuff dropping constantly, stuff dropping in. Um, so, yes, yeah, so a star really kind of jumped off with a big bang, a lot of impact. A lot of people, I think, as you said, jumping in, finding stuff. But I think, like, you know, if you're, if you're 14, 15, you know, and you've been enjoying, like, WandaVision and stuff, you know, you've now got all these other shows to watch that are for you. And I think that's not to be... Essentially, you know, there's been so much focus on, you know, maybe eight, seven, eight-year-olds that now, you know, dealing for 13, 14-year-olds is just as important. Yeah, definitely that. And the content's already there for the younger audience. You, and you don't yeah. really need to create much new content. You obviously need the steady stream, but it's not a huge deal. You're not gonna get uh, some Mandalorian level TV show for six to eight year olds. And all of a sudden you're just gonna see a massive number of subscribers. Uh, I think most people in that age range watch the same stuff over yeah. and over again, at, at least talking to the parents that I know uh, who, are, who are just thankful to not be watching Frozen 2 for the, the 30,000th time. And so moving into that not quite young adult, young teenager, tweenager, whatever, makes sense. Mm. So there's obviously been a lot of talk about, you know, what's happening with the U.S. and stuff. So the reason why it can't launch in the U.S. just yet, um, Disney obviously have Hulu. And they got to try and keep pushing Hulu because they, Comcast still owns 33% of the company. And they can't, um, by 2024, they can buy each other out. Or not buy, if there's a deal that um, Comcast can either asked to buy be brought out or disney can say it could be brought out um, it could be done earlier so there is an issue that they've got to get around that so they've got to start building up hulu really for life after comcast because once all the nbc content leaves and you've got to start thinking that a and e network and discovery and all these other networks are all starting to pull their content from hulu as well as the deals start running they're going to run up in that situation of they're going to shore up hulu and then that's when they've got to make a decision what they do because Unlike, there's a lot of questions, a lot of people kind of comparing Star to Hulu. And there's a lot of things that are not the same. We don't have live television. There's no live content coming through Disney Plus on here. You know, there's no real like third party content. You know, it's not like we're buying in, you know, you can't watch Smackdown and you can't watch, you know, NBC or anything like that. Or there's no next day thing. So it's, it's a very different, it's how it works. It is essentially, you know, just, and I kind of said to people, 
imagine it's just like having National Geographic within Disney Plus. You don't think of it as different. It's just part of it. It's not really like Hulu because it gets thrown around a lot. Like, oh, it's their version of Hulu. It's like, no, it's it's not really anything like it. That at all. It's Disney Plus with more content. That's literally all it is. It it's like Hulu in that it has the Hulu content. Yeah. It, the if if you can watch it on Hulu, chances are you can watch it on Disney Plus outside yeah. of the states, provided you're not digging too deep into the you know the back catalog there. Well, this is. But this that's is, that's yeah. where the comparison ends. Now there is actually there's a little bit of there is there are some issues with um, a lot of the like the Hulu stuff and also the ABC and FX content because of existing contracts. But also, what a lot of people don't quite realize is a lot of shows that, that look like they're Disney shows. They're on ABC, they're on Freeform, but they're not actually made by them. Um, for example, we they've been the the uh, Critics Association tour press. So we've had a lot of news this week. For each day there's been a different event. One for ABC, one for FX, one for um, Freeform. Now, like Freeform, for example, they've got um, a couple of shows that they don't even make. You know, one of them is made by I think the both. Uh, both type or something is, is made by Universal so therefore that's not a Disney Plus it can't come to Disney Plus internationally because it's not made by them um, you know Handmaid's Tale is not it's made by MGM so it's not actually available to be made so there's a kind of a weird thing of like every time something gets announced it's like right who's making it uh, no that's not if 20th Century Television or ABC Signature are making it I can go yeah that'll be coming to Star but if it's being made by another company and been like a third party, then you then go, it's a bit iffy. So that, um, there are some issues with some of the Hulu stuff um, of what's coming up. So it's, you know, you, there's always that kind of little bit of a line, for example, like Modoc, a new, you know, that one there, I'm expecting to become a star original or you know, things like that. We, we will be seeing a lot more of. Okay. So that's kind of um, pretty much the star lineup. I'm going to be honest, thought it was fantastic. So let's move now on to that. Um, Critics Association, because there's a lot of stuff. Disney really came out and were like, um, I couldn't believe they did this because they did the, it was, it happened on the, this uh, Television Critics Association Winter Press Tour. Just so happened to be that I was going through a major technical problem with the website. <laughs> we were just, I couldn't do it, did it. So they announced that the premiere dates for a big shot, Star Wars The Bad Batch, Loki, the Mysterious Benedict Society, Mar uh, Monsters at Work, Chippendale Park Life, Turner and Hooch, and also um, gave us more information on High School Musical, the musical, the series, and Zenimation. I mean, I said, they've just told us pretty much like everything right through till July, August, um, which they've never done. They've never done it like this. You know, we've got dates. So I'm just going to read them out to you so you know. Falcon and the Winter Soldier arrives on March 19th. March 26th is Mighty Ducks Game Changers. April the 16th is Big Shot. Star Wars The Bad Batch drops on May the 4th with episodes following up on the following Fridays. May 14th is High School Musical The Series Season 2. June the 11th is Loki. Uh, Zenimation Season 2 arrives on the same day. June the 25th is The Mysterious Benedict Society. July the 2nd is Monsters at Work. July the 16th is Turner and Hooch. And on July the 23rd is Chippendale Park Life. Um, so with the weekly releases, we again are going to be getting two to three shows a week, pretty much from the end of March. That'll be how it will work, work out. And I mean, we're, I mean, by my reckoning, we were like well into October before this stuff ran out. That was how far in advance we 
Uh, I mean, because like Turner and Hooch is like a 12 episode series. So that runs right through then till October. I think like Chippendale Park Life has got 36, 37 episodes, but we don't know if that's going to be dropping weekly or if they're going to be doing two at once or in little batches and stuff yet. But I was just like, wow, they really just, we said about keeping you subscribed. That's it. They just literally just came out. Here you go. You want some Disney stuff? Here's what you're getting. Yeah, and I think a lot of it also has to do with last year, of course, being the drought year. Mm. Uh, you know, lots of people talking about when is more stuff coming to Disney Plus. I, I mean, Mandalorian's great, but I, I need something between season one and season two. And now, so this year, and well into 2022 at this point as well, Disney is just going, hey, you want content? We've got content, and here's what it is. You know what, maybe... Maybe Chippendale's not for you, but Turner and Hooch is over here. We got, yeah. we got them for you. Uh, maybe you don't want that. Well, we've got Marvel content all the way through the end of the year. We've got Star Wars content like the Bad Batch. They, they are really making sure that people know there's content and that there's content for them. I was just very impressed with that. Because that kind of, usually they kind of, you know, slowly drip feed information out and kind of it was like, no, they really came in strong and, you know, treating it essentially like a television network where they're like, oh, here we go. Here's all our dates. Here's what you've got to come. And we've got weekly shows dropping. I mean, so most weeks we're going to have at least three shows dropping and that's, and there was no mention there of any national geographic or documentary shows or things that will also be dropping in. I'm sure there's some other stuff that they've not told us, but I was just like, that's an, imp you know, considering last year we went, I mean, we had Diary of a Future President in, in, in March. And I think that ended like in June. And then we went right through to the right stuff before we got any drama series. But for most probably adults, they probably went from, you know, the Mandalorian or High School Musical at the beginning of January and didn't watch a single another live drama then until October when the right stuff dropped. That was a, you know, none of that this year. You ain't getting a week. You're not getting a week off. It's <laughs> just literally just like there's a new new episode, something new every single week. And there was stuff dropping last year that if it dropped now, we wouldn't even talk about it. You know, yeah. a lot of this, we we would talk about movies or shows. Uh, just like we only watched this because it was the only thing that dropped this week. You know, when you it think, you know, happened the, in a couple of cases. Yeah, the days of it. I think it's like when we had like shop class. Like, yeah, yeah, the biggest week for the week was shop class or shop um, class or the big fib or, the, or uh, um yeah there was another one was it we had um uh be our chef we were like this is really yeah yeah see they, and the thing was they weren't necessarily bad shows they need some of them needed some yeah. serious tweaking uh yeah. maybe some editorial guidance but at the end of the day it's like you're yeah. not getting hyped up for shop class you're not getting yeah. hyped up for be our chef it's not a bad thing to turn on on a rainy day especially if you want maybe want some inspiration for some baking or whatever but yeah, it's not drawing in subscriptions. It's not Falcon and the Winter Soldier. I also feel as well like drama. Drama has a different pulls people in differently. It's the escapism. There's a different element. Um, Big Shot is one that's kind of jumping out to me of of being like, how is this one going to work? Am I going to be pulled into it? Because I've got no attachment to basketball. And I've got no. I've this guy Johnson. I know he's popular in America. I I don't have any connection with him in the slightest. So I don't have that. He doesn't have it. So I'm waiting to see what the episode's like because it might not be something I like. It might be something I do like. Um, it's like the Mighty Ducks. You know, I only really watched the movie for the first time a couple of months ago and it was like, okay, I've got no, 
um, connection to that series, but I'm willing to see how it goes and see how that plays out. So those are two series which kind of, um, they could work, they might not, but then I look at then at Turner and Hooch, and that is a show that a lot of people go, oh, I don't need reboots and all the rest of it. Whereas I'm going, that's the one out of them that I'm actually more interested in. <laughs> you know, I like cop shows and I like dogs. So therefore, you know, that's, you put the two together. <laughs> it, it is going to be hard to follow Tom Hanks in that though. Yeah. Uh, so the, it does have a little bit of an uphill climb, but I'll say the same thing about uh, Mighty Ducks or Big Shot or things like that. Um, the sports, whether or not you care about the sport, really doesn't matter too much in the end. It, it's the story they tell. I don't care about basketball, but yeah. I could see how this will turn into an interesting story, depending yeah. on what they choose to focus on. Um, yeah, the love and, story and the and the and the him struggling. I, I, but it's, well, it's yeah, probably it's, just going to be beauty shots of John Stamos for in a half an hour, which I think most people would be okay with. I think a lot of that as well is just about having the idea of having drama. I mean, then we've got High School Musical, the series, which I think is going to be 12 episodes this, this time around. And you've got to think, you know, like when these shows are dropping with 10 to 12 episodes, that means they're on every single week for two to three months. And they can build up that momentum. They can build up that um, talk and that's what I'm really looking forward to. Just like there, if, you know, when I was putting together all the lists of all the shows dropping, and then you've got things like, you know, Gordon Ramsay Uncharted, that'll be dropping weekly in the US as well. And then when I think we're going to start seeing this a little bit more with other shows from uh, for the networks dropping, you are going to start looking there on Friday going, what am I going to watch today? I know instantly with the Star Originals, you know, where we've got three or four shows a week. I think in some weeks in March, we've got like six originals dropping a week. You know, that's, you know, and I'm again, it's like, okay, I've got a choice here of nine shows to watch. What, what should I watch first? And that's, I mean, we're going back to like launch launch month, you know, right when we had like six things a week to be watching. And I'm really less looking forward to having that choice and having people have that choice. Yeah, it's great to have that choice. And, and people should also expect that we will be making that choice. And there will be things that we don't talk about simply because we don't have the time not to do it and things will fall through the cracks, but it's a nice problem to have. Yeah. It's, it's nice. You know, you know, the day, you know, when you go, right. Okay. We've got a four minute short to talk about. That was <laughs> um, it's taken a long time to get there. It's definitely, I don't think Disney plus was quite ready for when they did launch last summer. They, they were a little bit lacking. I don't think obviously COVID definitely had an impact, but I also feel like they're, um, their confidence in the platform grew so quickly that this is a, this is essentially a, um, this would be like early last year, like a month after the launch. Going, yeah, we got people signing in, folks. This is we're onto something here. Let's start making shows for it. Um, and we always knew the Marvel shows were a little bit further behind, but you can now start seeing where it's all starting to kick in. I think obviously, had COVID not happened, we know we might have had Big Shot. We would have had High School Musical a lot earlier. You know, they've all um that's the thing but i'm just it was just really nice seeing that lineup and then like i said then we get into like um hulu kind of did hit this did the same thing as well with them um also they've got love victor coming in they've got the modoc series they also um said that they've got a new uh biopic with that they're making about mike tyson um it is going to be a lot of content coming in and yeah, it's just it's just really interesting to see how all of this is going to play out, and it, you know we've kind of gone past that that early zone of 
nothing nothing to watch i'm just looking here at the at the hulu list so we've got handmaid's tale obviously that won't be on disney plus but that'll be dropping shill will be returning in may uh along with this new modok did you see that modok trailer for for hulu that that trailer was bonkers uh, very robot chicken esque. Uh, well, I think it's made by the same team. I think. Yeah, um, I I think I remember seeing that. Um, I think the only thing that's really surprising about it is that it's an actual Marvel product and not a, a spoof product made by the robot chicken team. Yeah, I, I when I first when we heard, I first heard about all these animated series that were making the Marvel, we're like, what? No. And then they cancelled a load of them, didn't they? There was going to be like five or six of these things, and they were all going to lead up to each other. And now, like, I've seen the first bit of Modoc going, yeah, we really didn't have anything to worry about. These are very different. It's instantly going, yeah, this is not MCU. <laughs> this is not, you know, it's, yeah, but I like the fact that it's, the, the stylized is so far away from it. There is no, there, you can't get it confused. You know, it's different. You can't watch that trailer and not get an idea of what to expect from the series yeah. and to go pretty much instantly. Yeah, I see why this is not coming to Disney Plus. This is a Hulu original, or yeah. well, it'll be a Star it's, original. It'll course, be a Star but, original for us, yeah. But uh, in the states, there's there's no question yeah. why this is not coming to Disney Plus. Yeah, so that, that there's a lot of stuff there coming in. Um, just a really great lineup, I think, for the summer. Um, speaking of the summer, um, Disney also released a trailer for Luca, which is a new Pixar movie. Which they kind of were very loose. You can tell they're being a bit loose on, you know. No mention of theaters, no mention of Disney Plus. They're being very sort of wide open with what they're doing with it. The trailer dropped. What did you think of it? It was an interesting trailer. At first, I was kind of enjoying kind of the Wallace and Gromit vibe that I was getting from at the beginning of it. And, yeah. But then, you know, they, they throw in the the actual story at the yeah. end of it. And I I don't know if they'd never mentioned that portion <laughs> of it or if, or if I just missed it in the press. Like, oh, well, that's a twist I wasn't expecting. <laughs> I think there's a lot of that because I mean I kind of remember there being something about it, but I, it was like literally a bit of text. It didn't really. I think when you see it in the trailer, going, "Oh, I get it now." You yeah, know, like if they hit water, they turn into you know, see, well, they're mer, mer, mer something, mer, mer people, mer men. Um, and I think you know, I mean, yeah, I mean, you can tell it instantly, kind of, you know, the, the Italian vibe of going, and it's like as that's like the closest we're going to get to Italy. We're like, oh, that looks nice, and then like the, yeah, it looked weird. Um, it's kind of that weird thing of, um, yeah. I mean, there's a lot of the, again. There was a lot of like people going, well, they should put it on Disney Plus, like like Pixar, like yeah, like Soul. It's like Soul was a one-off. <laughs> like, so, soul and onwards. Uh, the, the, you know, that was. It's not how they would have done it normally, and they they kind of want Pixar to make money, <laughs> like actual um, money. So I mean, I thought the trailer looked looked lovely. It looked great. It's that kind of weird thing of I'm sort of sitting there going, and it is that weird thing. Like, I know it's, it's I'd much, I, I still think I would, um, would, it's the kind of movie I think we would much more reliably like to watch at home without kids around. <laughs> the kind of thing of, of, you know, those kind of movies, you know, with the theater full of kids. It's like, actually, yeah, I, I do. I could see my, that would be something I would fire up because it looked lovely. I think, and, and I, I definitely interested in that. I like the twist of it. I want to see where that one goes. It just looks beautiful. I, and I'm kind of getting that Coco vibe. I think they're going to do this very well with Italian. I think it's going to be very um, on, on, on brand. And I think it's going to work very well for them. So hopefully we'll find out what happens with that one. 
I'm yeah, the, I'm personally expecting it'll get a theatrical release because we're already not expecting it until late in the year, yeah. at which point, hopefully, uh, you know, vaccine herd immunity kind of stuff really mm. does will have hopefully kicked in by that point. Yes. Well, I got my shot this week, so I'm I should be good to go um, for it. But I mean, over here, our cinemas will not open opening up. I think it's about the seventeenth of March. I'm sorry, seventeenth of May, something like that. I they was can say marches. Yeah, March no, they can, really early. Yeah, they can they can open up in mid May over here. So that's instantly put a big cloud over Black Widow for us because it's not open. Our cinemas aren't open for it. Um, I know in I think New York they're allowed to start opening up to capa- to like twenty five percent capacity or something like that. So we are starting to see a shift. We are starting to see you know people might be more you know people are going to be willing to start going out a bit more as this all kind of kicks in as you know numbers continue to kind of drop down a bit there's still going to be social distancing in place with like face face masks and so this is why i think disney have been very very cautious with things like cruella and luca with their marketing there is no mention of theaters only there's no mention of theaters there's no mention of disney plus premier access they're being very vague for a reason because they can adjust and flick and change i don't think they're worried too much now about um it, it's it's coming out on that date. It's just how they're going to do it. I think Disney are being a lot more coy. They're going to see how Raya and the Last Dragon does next week to see whether or not that works. Um, I, they said you know they want to offer choice and they want to. I think they still want people going to go back to the cinemas, but they know that there's going to be a bit of a. It might take a while to get people back in, and if there's you know if this if you've still got to sit there with your mask on, people will be like, yeah, no, no, I'm just just I'm not. I'll wait. There was a big thing as well of with this Premier Access, and we've said it a hundred times before. If you're a single person or you're a couple, Premier Access seems expensive. When you have a family and with kids, I will watch it over and over again. It's cheap. There's a real, there's a real line, and there's some people. Oh, I'm not spending that. I'll just buy. I'd rather buy the DVD. It's like, yeah, but that, that, that's your choice. It's, it's Premier Access. The premiere is in the title that it's it's something that they want to they put on a different pedestal they're putting up on a bit higher um but i still think that that these this one and cruella and all the rest of it will still end up being dual releases um to counter our counter loss or counter off some of the losses from the ticket sales not being so high yeah and and as a single person uh who will be looking at a lot of disney premier access in the near future and it's like it's probably not worth it yeah <laughs> i must be we were because i was saying this to my wife the other day about raya and the last dragon um my wife goes i showed her the trailer because well i said well we'll watch that next week okay and uh, she goes how much is it 20 quid well i wouldn't pay that i said i know you wouldn't but <laughs> it's, it's, it's the kind of thing of you know if it was 4.99 i'd be much more average you know we probably would rent it but uh, yeah at 20 pound oh. it's like yeah it's a bit of a premium the question for you, Roger, would be: If we weren't doing this podcast, would you pay the twenty quid for it? I wouldn't. I wouldn't. But I wouldn't be renting uh, Ryan. I'd be wait. I'd be waiting a little bit for it to come out. Um, I think actually, to be honest, I mean, I would usually be this kind of thing. I would go cinema to watch it. Um, this is the kind of thing I would wait to rent. Um, and that's being honest. I mean, if this was made, if that was made by um, DreamWorks, I'd still be thinking, "Oh, I like the look of that movie." Um, but I maybe don't have to, I wouldn't, obviously we can't go cinema to see it, but I would be like, I'm not paying 20 quid for it. Um, Black Widow is definitely one I, I know I probably would do. I was tempted with with Wonder Woman because that came on recently. And they're going, I think it was like 16 quid. I'm going, 
I have been, and it's like, there's been such a, it's like, well, I'm a bit hit and miss with the DC universe. Um, so it's like, yeah, I'll just wait, I think. I, no, I would have saved my money. For, I got it on HBO yeah. um, because it was released on yeah. HBO here and I've got the membership for that. So I watched it on that. I think you, you would not have been happy uh, if you'd paid 16 quid for it and then watched yeah. it. I, it's not as bad as people say no. it is. I think there's a lot of knee jerk um, cause it's, it's not as good as the original, but it's also not as good as it could have been. Yeah. I'm being honest. I mean, the minute it hits about four or five pound on the normal rental price, I will, I, I want to see it. I don't want to see it, but it, I think as well, it didn't help with us getting it like a month later anyway, at which point you've kind of, I think had it been available on Christmas day, I would have been very, very much more tempted to do that on boxing day as a bit of a treat, but I wouldn't have done it. I, you know, a month later, like, yeah, no, the, the, the moment's gone now. <laughs> I, I had, that was the thing. Had it been out over here in the UK to rent on Christmas day, I probably would have pulled the trigger as a, yeah, but now I wouldn't. So let's now move on to what we've been watching on Disney plus. I started off with Deadpool two. So let's, you know, let's, let's get the good, the good ones rolling. Um, so we also had myth, a frozen tale. Did you happen to catch that one? I did watch that. Um, and I think the biggest impression I got from it is I really wish I would watch it in VR instead the way it was originally intended to be presented. Yeah, um, It's nice to have it accessible without uh, VR because I know a lot of people don't yeah. have VR headsets. And I think this one might have only been on the Oculus as yeah, well. Yeah. Um, otherwise, I probably would have checked it out because I have a, a Samsung uh, WMR, which doesn't is not an Oculus. So the Oculus yeah. store doesn't work on it. But... I mean, for, for 10 minutes, it was, it was fine. It was a little zen. Uh, yeah. And it was nice that they attacked on the, the very, very short, like, making of, I wouldn't even call it a documentary, just intro piece. I wish they put it at the end. I it do sh- agree with it, that. It was a bit like, okay, why are you doing this now? This should be an extra at the end. I didn't like it at the beginning. It's like, kids, it should just be fired straight up, straight into it. Almost along the lines of going, yeah, we know this is not normal. And we don't want you all complaining. So we're putting this at the front first. It's that a little bit like, you know, ex- set your expectations, people. It's not, a, it's, not a, it's not a frozen short. That's the way they were maybe trying to put it across. Yeah, it's not a frozen short. And it's also not like a Zenimation kind of thing. Because it's, it's supposed to be at least a little bit interactive. But obviously, yeah. it's not interactive on Disney+. Plus. You, you need to have the Oculus uh, to do the interactive experience. It was fine. Ten minutes. If they took out the the, the narration, the the woman talking about the yeah. the book and stuff, it would have fit just fine into one of those little screensaver yeah. ones. And then you would have forgotten about it a week later. Well, not even a week. Yeah, a couple of days later. I'll be honest. I mean, I would much rather it have been on the PlayStation VR, and I would have happily tried it out. But it's again, the trouble is this stuff. Is it kind of like it's all like freeware, isn't it? You kind of look at it and go, yeah, I wouldn't pay for it. It's not good enough. Yeah. For. Well. <laughs> I assume you get a little bit more out of it being yeah. interactive, like because you can be in there and maybe uh, touch things. But I can't imagine you'd spend more than half an hour in this. No. Um, so so that, that one there got in. It, it's fine for what it was. Um, we had new episodes of Love Victor, Big Sky, and Solar Opposites. So watched all of them. Um, Big Sky, yeah, that one. That me and my wife are really enjoying that that series. Um, some some people aren't quite so keen on it, but it does get going um, as more episodes go in. So that's like mine and my wife. That's the show that me and my wife are watching together is Big Sky. So we're looking. So that one's good. Love Victor. Um, I'm enjoying it. Um, my wife kind of 
dropped off on that one. She just, she didn't say I think it was that great. Um, Solar Opposites. I didn't even try that one. Because <laughs> I just knew she does. You know that it, animation one. She's just not gonna watch. I'm really enjoying that show. I'm really. It's like really crazy. It can I'm getting my like South Park vibes of like when I was a teenager of, of like. Okay, you know, it's completely balmy, completely bonkers, and I'm really enjoying it. And it, it kind of feels wrong to be watching on Disney. <laughs> it's like, you know, there's like swearing and decapitating, and there's this whole other sub, it's like, there's this whole subplot going on. It's like all of these toys and stuff behind them, they would be like shrunken down people, and they've all kind of created like a little uh, Mad Max area where they're all trying to survive in there because all they're being fed on is um, candy. And there's this massive fight that breaks out and a load of people killed because of insulin for a diabetic. <laughs> it's just like, <laughs> it's just because all they can eat is like M&M candy bars and things which are like this big. <laughs> so the diabetics are all having problems. <laughs> yeah, it is, it is absolutely bonkers. It makes no sense at all. If you try to explain to anyone, but when you watch it, it makes complete sense. And, you know, it's like, you know, the little, the, the, um, the things you use for floss that have got like a little plastic thing that you can drop in you know, rather than the actual yode fashion way, you know, like they could decapitate someone with that because suddenly that's like a weapon when you're this big, you know, you can hold it. And it's just, it is bonkers. It is crazy. And I'm really enjoying it. Um, so that, that one's definitely a highlight. I definitely rec- If you like things like family guy, South park, you know, Rick and Morty, that's the, that's definitely a show to check out. So re- there's a reason why it's trending because it's brand new. And I think there's a lot of people that are enjoying that one. Um, it sounds bonkers. It is, it is a bit bonkers. It's just these aliens that um, the trouble is with these aliens because they can't, you know, they haven't got the connection with us, so they don't. The concept of like right and wrong is very different. Of they haven't got that, you know, when they say you can't do something, like, we'd just be like, well, that's just you know normal. They haven't got that, and it, it that fish out of water allows them so much more flexibility. And I'm just, yeah, I'm just really enjoying this series. Um, the second season comes to Hulu in a couple of weeks. So I don't know quite when it'll be arriving on Disney Plus, but yeah, loving that show. Um, like I said, Dollface, we watched the first episode that arrives next week on Disney Plus internationally. I didn't like, oh, in the UK, I didn't like it. I, it just, just a, a whole scene at the beginning started with her getting on a bus with a woman as a cat face, representing obviously that she's going to become an old woman with a, that's a cat, got cats. And I was just like, what? I didn't, I didn't find it funny. I didn't, and I was again, I'm a 40 year old man. I've got the concept of your sisterhood and your girlfriends just doesn't really work on, on me. Um, I, yeah, so that didn't work for me. Um, and then obviously we had um, WandaVision. So what did you think of WandaVision this week? I, I liked the episode overall. Uh, I think it was an important episode, a lot of backstory, uh, not just for the series, but kind of filling in the gaps for for um, Wanda herself. Mm. That said, I wish the episode had not been entirely the backstory of Wanda up until the last... Well, no, the, the entire episode was the backstory of Wanda, and then there was a post credit scene or a post... Yeah. Know, and that was it. I would have liked a little bit more meat to the episode. It's that kind of funny thing. This was the longest episode we've had so far, right? And it was. There was that kind of feeling going, had this been in a movie, this would have been like done, done and dusted in like two minutes. It felt like, you know, did we really have to go through every single bit of exploring wonder of what, what made her? There was, a, there was a couple of interesting things I thought of. You know, when she was in the, um, at home in Slovakia, okay, uh, 
Okay, and they go, what country she was in? Sokovia. Sokovia. Probably because um, it's not a real country. Yeah, <laughs> that's probably what's throwing me off. Um, you know, and she's got her love of, of sitcoms. And so we can see where the influences come in for that one. But also the thing of, she had powers when she was a kid. She stopped well, the, um, the bomb going off with a, um, with a, a basic, and that suddenly changed. It's like, you know, you know obviously, she, is she a wit? But also the other thing, you know, she's a mutant. So now we've got something a little bit different. It wasn't necessarily that the, te- you know, the Tesseract of the Mindstone unlocked her and gave her abilities. She actually already had them. Right. And it'll be a question of whether her brother also had uh, abilities, you know, being twin brother, he probably did as yeah. well. Um, it definitely feels like this was not the plan uh, when, when they did it. Because, you know, you go back to Age of Ultron and, and the movies before that, they were definitely trying to go like, yeah, superpowers are very rare. Thor is an anomaly. You know, Iron Man is the strongest one there is because, you know, he's got technology on his side. Now, many, many years later, we, we're rewriting the MCU and going, no, there are actually some really, really strong characters out there like Captain Marvel yeah. uh, and so forth. And they're like, okay, well, let's, uh, let's play with this and let's have Scarlet Witch actually be Scarlet Witch this time around. Yeah, because obviously that's the first time she's been referenced as the Scarlet Witch um, by Agatha. I did like the whole intro with her in Salem. I thought that was I thought that I thought that set that up perfectly. Now, she's a witch during the Salem trials. She just we know now that purple magic is more powerful than blue magic, <laughs> but we don't yet know if you, red magic or yellow magic is more powerful than bur- than purple. Because you, and then you've got green magic as well, haven't you? Because that's, you know, Doctor Strange and, you know, they used well, yellow they and orange as well. Yeah. I, I'm, I'm wondering <laughs> if it's not, it's not so much that the color is more powerful or, or less powerful. It's just that she was much more powerful. Yeah. I will say for that opening scene, I did appreciate that when you first set it up, you think, oh, this is typical Salem, uh, the townspeople have found a witch and they're going to try it. And, yeah. and it turns out, no, it's actually the witches who are mad at Agatha for kind of blowing their cover. Yeah. Yeah, no, I, I thought that was really done where I, I enjoy, I, in some ways that was enough of an intro just to kind of, and she just wants the power. She wants to know how Scarlet Witch is doing it all because she can't do it. She doesn't know how, you know, she can literally turn a cockroach into a bird. And that's like the height. She's really well, struggling to go much more than that. And it's not even that she can turn the cockroach into a bird. She's just disguising the cockroach as a bird. Yeah. It's still a cockroach. Or I think it was yeah. a cicada, actually. But, and, you know, her magic is illusion. It's not uh, actual transmog- transmogrification. That's a fun <laughs> word to say. I'm not even going to try and put that one out. Yeah, that's yeah. a fun one. Um, whereas Wanda's magic is actual magic and it's super powerful and she apparently doesn't know how to use it. She's no. going on instinct. And also it's like chaos magic. I mean, that's a new word, you know, not something I've heard before. Um, I mean, I di- yeah. In the comics, her, her powers have been referred to as chaos magic since basically the beginning. Um, yeah. But yeah, it's, it is the first time that we're calling it that in the MCU. Yeah. Is, the, is there a dog running around? Yeah. Right yeah. Now? She's just, 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 just biting my feet. Because she's she's gone through her chew, and now she's started attacking me. Um, so no, I do think I it felt a little bit long. I'm going to be honest. I this was this probably was my one of the least favorite. I I it was still very good, but it was like I, I remember getting to the end of it and going, yeah, oh, I took a long time to go nowhere. 
It took a long time to go absolutely. And it's like for the penultimate episode, it felt like, hmm. I've got a lot of stuff to cover in this last episode. Are we getting a three-hour episode to kind of fill it all in? Um, it's like we're really going to be really going to be rushing it at this point. Of you know, if we've only got like a thirty to forty-minute episode, it's you know, I don't know, I don't know where yeah. we're going with this one. No, if you're going to do a slow burn throughout the entire series, you can't have the final episode be a sprint. That that no. just doesn't work. So we'll we'll see how that goes next week. Um, they did. A lot of the information is important to the character, not necessarily in, important to the current plot, though. Yeah. Um, but it, uh, the most important bit uh, didn't even have anything to do with either Agatha or uh, Wanda in the end. It was that Wanda didn't actually take Vision's body. No. Because uh, we, we thought that yeah. Vision wandering around here was her stealing the body and reanimating it. In fact, she yeah. just created it out of nothing, and the real body is still out there. Yes, it is. I was knew there was that mid-end scene credit where we now have an activated vision, but he's been cleaned up, so he's not purple anymore. He's now blue, and he's not powered by the Mind Stone in the same way. Um, now, not being not having really read too much into him in the comic books, who is who is he? No, it's still Vision. Um, he did go through a phase where he just bleached all the color out of, out of his body where he was yeah. basically just like a pale white didn't last very long, but people tend to remember because it, it is a very distinctive look and mm. uh, rightly drew comparisons to Dr. Manhattan from yeah. uh, the Watchmen series. Uh, and it, his character was very similar to that. Cause he, he also just like, no, no emotions, no love, no, yeah. none of that. He's just straight up logic. He he's, pure Vulcan at that point. We'll see where they're going with it. Yeah. Uh, there you go. Um, we'll see where they're going with it on this one. Um, are they going to be like, Oh, there's going to be a merger in there. She's gonna yeah, that's that's kind of what I'm thinking is she's going to take the personality of vision from yeah. the hex world and merge it with the body. And, and that's how Vision's going to survive past this, assuming he does survive past this, but yeah, there's basis for it in the comics um vision has been evil in the past yeah. he's been yeah. controlled in the past uh they really could go any way with it and we'll see what else lies in store for them yeah because i mean there's been this whole thing really of um paul bettany talking about this massive spoiler thing of him wanting to work with this person for ages that he's going to be working with and now everyone's now going he's, he's working with himself that's what he's going to be doing <laughs> To be honest, I think that would be like the height of being an actor is like to get to work with yourself. You can do being John Malkovich, being yeah. Paul Bettany, you know? I mean, um, Elizabeth Olsen got to do it a little yeah. bit in this episode. Uh, yeah, the, the only thing is, I mean, we're thinking that next week is the finale, right? It's the finale next week. And we know Doctor Strange and War Machine are in it. You know, we know that um, business is about to pick up next week. You know, and, and there's a lot. There's a lot of interesting implications in that too, because obviously we're we're leading into Doctor Strange and the mm-hmm. Multiverse of Madness, or whatever the title is, uh, which will be, if not a direct continuation of this, at least yeah. uh, uh, some form of influenced by this. And then, presuming War Machine does show up, uh, there's that whole thing where Vision was the guy who injured him in the first place, albeit accidentally yeah. during Civil War. Yeah. There could be some very awkward scenes here, mm. intentionally so. 
yeah, let's see how that's all going to work together. And then Monica, we know we've not seen anything from Monica, what she's doing. We don't know what Petro is doing as well, how that's going to work. Um, very much kind of fake Petro, and they kind of, whether or not they even acknowledged like he is, you know, how why he looked like the one from Quick from the X Men. It might just be glossed over, and we don't get an explanation for that. I um, think that might just be meta at this point. They just mean. Yeah, even that, or it, it depends on what's happening with the multiverse. Because I mean, we know that's coming in. We know it's coming in in Doctor Strange, and it leads into it. So whether or not, um, but if now we know that Petra wasn't pulled in by her, um, unless Agatha opens up the multiverse, I don't know. But I it doesn't seem like it. It doesn't seem like Agatha has multiverse style powers, yeah. but. Uh, if if she started the process and then Wanda finished it unconsciously, there's something for that. And again, if we're going with the idea now that these these two might actually be mutants, uh, you know, kind of retconning that in here, uh, retconning being retroactive continuity where you yeah. change the past, um, they might they might just go with yeah, they're mutants. He's a mutant. Cool. Fake Pietro or what did she call it? Yeah. Pietro. Yeah, it's all right. <laughs> I the thing is, well, we've got the whole thing with the kids, Billy and Tommy. You know, they obviously there's something that's gonna have to happen to them. So I think very obviously something has to happen to the kids to make one to go bonkers, which then opens up these multiverses, which then Doctor Strange has to come in and fix. That seems to be um the most logical way of um kind of I mean one is gonna have to go through some more pain in order to kind of unlock yeah, even even if you take the kids out of the equation, like they, they're they're perfectly fine and they're just in the yeah. backyard playing on the swing set or something. This this pale vision or whatever mm. the they're cooking up on the outside the hex, that is going to absolutely push her over the top. Yeah. And then if you throw the kids on there as well, whether mm. uh, the kids disappear because they were created with chaos magic or Agatha does something to them, yeah. This series, <laughs> this might not go well for Wanda next week. Yeah, I'm going to imagine like the hex is just going to like stop. Implode. It's just going yeah, to. Yeah, because you can't. It, but it's very, I mean, I just like the fact like Agatha was like, you've got all the power in the world to create anything you want and you didn't create milk for your cereal. You know, and it was like. <laughs> She's kind of a like, point. <laughs> yeah. But again, it's just very interesting how this works. It's very, like, it's a very strange episode. Very, um, it kind of it felt a little bit like episode four in some ways, but didn't you know, give us as much new stuff of just setting everything up. And well, episode episode four showed us a lot of stuff that we knew nothing about. Yeah, you know, it, we yeah. got to 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 peel back the curtain and go, okay, sword is sitting out here. This is what's going on. This is what everyone else is reacting to. Where this one, even the new pieces are are things that you could have probably just figured out on your own through mm. through inference. Um, you know the the how the mind stone created her powers. You don't actually really need that scene. You, you get well, the idea of it. But what the thing is, wasn't the test? Wasn't that? Wasn't it the? Because I was trying. Wasn't it the space stone? Which one was in the tesseract? The 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 tesseract. I think was the, um, the space stone. Wasn't it? Yeah, but it, they didn't have the tesseract. They had the mind stone. They had yeah. Loki's staff. Yeah, yeah. It's just like. Yes, it's, it's a bit of um, it, yeah, it's just very weird how all that worked out. But obviously, that will um, all make a lot more sense next week. Um, uh, it, uh, it, yeah. it might not. It might not, mate. <laughs> it just feels like that kind of thing. You're going, yeah, you really going to, and then we're going to have to wait how long 
for well we're gonna have to wait till well doctor strange is this is it not that doctor strange is not till next year is it yeah no i think shang chi is at the end of this year right yeah because spider-man um well spider-man's got its own Spider-Man's got its own release schedule. It's outside the MCU. Yeah, in, in well, regards to scheduling. Yeah, well, because it wasn't this. It's not this Christmas, is it? It's not out. This uh, Spider-Man. I mean, we only just found out the name for Spider-Man this past week. Um, what was it? Um, was it called No Way Home? On it? No, I yeah. they did so many names this week. I was trying to home slice for. Um, really? Uh, yeah. So I'm just trying to work out when it's coming out. Release date. Um. Keeping in mind, it's also, supposed, it's, supposed, it's supposed to be coming out in December. Which one, Spider-Man or Doctor Strange? Yes, yeah, Spider-Man. Um, yeah, yeah, but like I said, the Spider-Man movies have had their their own release schedule. The the Marvel Universe ha- has its own. I'm pretty sure, obviously, Black Widow, and then I think we have Shang Chi and the Eternals before Dark Doctor Strange comes out. Yeah, I'm so just looking here. Um, so yeah, see, Doctor Strange two doesn't come out till. Um, March next year. So okay, so have a bit be... of a wait. Well, yeah, if this ends wait. on a cliff, if this ends on a cliffhanger, um, yeah. I think we riot. I think. Yeah, we're just gonna have to we'll just wait that extra week to uh, Marvel. To... <laughs> yeah. Although to be fair, uh, I should clarify: if the series itself ends on a cliffhanger, we riot. Yeah. If if the series ends and, and that's fine, and then they have uh, you know the post credit scene, which is a cliffhanger, that that's. Yeah, Fine. that's business as usual. We won't get mad about that. Yeah, the thing is, because there's been a lot of talk about like multiple seasons of shows, and um, Kevin Feige has been a bit like, some shows are planned for multiple seasons, some shows aren't. One Division is a one shot deal. You can see that coming up um, because essentially they might end up doing something else with Scarlet Witch, but One Division as a whole, one you know that that won't be returning for a second season. There'll be something. You know, completely fresh and different. Whereas Loki, I think, can go. It's already got like a second season going. It's a little bit more easier for them to do. One division won't work in that same way again. Once the once the hex drops, is no longer. You know. Uh, yeah. yeah no. Either either you're in a situation where Vision is completely aware of what's going on from the beginning, yeah. in which case uh, the sitcom doesn't work, or Wanda does like a complete reboot of his brain. You're back to the first episode. Yeah. Again, obviously, it wouldn't go the exact think, same way, it but work. it's just, it really wouldn't. I, yeah. you know, I will give them credit uh, that if they did announce a second season, they're like, yep, we're starting in the 50 sitcoms again. Be like, this sounds stupid, but you've earned yeah. uh, my, you've, yeah. you've at least earned us giving it a shot. Uh, yeah. But yeah, I really hope they don't do that. If they wanted to do another series, Go on and, and make it the magical adventures of Agatha and Scarlet Witch or something. I, I don't know. We'll yeah. see what happens. It kind of feels a bit like this is an event. You know, this is a, this is a kind of a particular thing. Whereas, so like Hawkeye and Loki are very much set up that they can kind of can carry on, you know, re- regardless. But one division is kind of is an event. So well, they, and they could be used rather than having a direct sequel to it, they could be setting up, say, the Young Avengers because uh, yeah. Tommy and Billy are original founding members of the yeah. Young Avengers, um, and there's plenty of stuff that they could do with that. Um, they could have them do in their own series. Vision could go off and do his own series, presuming he survives next week. There's a lot of ways they can do it that aren't WandaVision Season 2. Yeah. So there we go. So that is that one. So next week, we'll obviously be going through the finale, and then we've got, like, 
a week off, and then it's um, going to be into Falcon and the Winter Soldier. Well, we didn't. It does look like we're getting a little bit more of a break between that ending and Loki. It looks like there might be about a four to five week gap. Um, we've got Bad Batch in the middle of that, but um, and I'm actually because uh, a lot of people, oh, it's like, I don't know, actually, I think that might be a good thing. I'm actually think that not not be a, might not necessarily be a bad thing because you've got Black Widow dropping in between it, but it, it I quite like the idea of us having a little bit of a break. And it'll give you a chance to catch up on any of the movies that might be relevant to it uh, as well. Yes. So, yeah. Yeah. There we go. Uh, right. On that note, guys, thank you. Yes. We will, um, next, we'll be available uh, next week. We're going to be talking about uh, the Winter Soldier. That's going to be our movie that we'll be talking about on one next week. I think tomorrow, I think it's the Rocketeer. We're going to be, me and Jeremy will be talking uh, about yes. Rocketeer. <laughs> you guys did not like that movie <laughs> no we didn't like that one at all that's a little bit of a spoiler but nevertheless guys um so check out tomorrow with our live q a well, that um rocketeer episode will be up on the podcast feed tomorrow as well and we'll be back next week with another episode so thank you very much cheers laters <laughs>